The Monarch Butterfly of Astor Way by Elizabeth Ring Bright August sunshine fills the backyard of the White House halfway down Astor Way. All is quiet except for the scritch-scratch of a fox squirrel and the bzzz of some honeybees. Under the rail of a shady gazebo, a new butterfly clings to her chrysalis case. She slowly unfurls her crumpled, scaled wings. They fan out around her, orange and black, and quiver as she gathers strength. She takes a few steps on her stiff little legs, then whoosh! As light as a whisper, Monarch lifts off, leaving behind the chrysalis that sheltered her during her change from fat caterpillar to slim butterfly. She drifts over the milkweed plants she had munched on back in her caterpillar days. She flutters to coneflowers and zinnias and zips sweet, juicy nectar from each. Monarch floats past the White House over the white fence and down Astor Way. She is beginning a long, dangerous journey. She will fly south and west to spend her winter in Mexico, hundreds of miles away. The sunlight begins to fade. Monarch lands on a willow tree and hooks her tiny claws into the bark. Without the warmth of the sun, her body becomes too stiff for flight. She huddles close to four other butterflies. They all fold their wings to wait out the night. Late next morning, Monarch basks on a sunlit rock. Warmed, she flits to some sunflowers, then visits some goldenrod. She sees their bright yellow colors with her bulgy compound eyes and detects her scent with her knobby antenna. She tastes the flowers with her sensitive feet before she uncoils her proboscis and zips nectar, as if drinking through a small straw. She gets water from puddles in the same way. Monarch flutters and soars, growing stronger each day. She flies fast and far. Sometimes, wings outspread, she spirals up, 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 up on currents of air. Then, like a glider, she sails south on high speeding winds. At times, other monarch butterflies join her. Together they skim over hills and lakes, towns and cities, forests and fields. At night and on gray rainy days, monarch roosts. One cool drizzly day, monarch clings to a fence post, her folded wings hiding her colors. From high in a tree, a hungry blue jay spots her and dives towards her dark shape. Monarch struggles to fly, but she's too chilly and stiff. She drops to the ground, 
When the jay sees her spread wings, it swerves and swoops off, as if warned by monarchs bold orange and black. This butterfly is not good to eat. Monarch creeps back to the fence and hides until a rail to wait until the weather turns sunny once more. The next day is fine and she takes to the air. One balmy September afternoon, Monarch reaches Washington, D.C. She floats over a green park, past the redstone castle, toward flowers growing beside a long walkway. She has come upon the Smithsonian Institution's butterfly garden. Butterflies of many kinds flutter and fan their wings. Monarch drifts down and lands on a soft yellow patch. But it is not a flower. It's a sun hat. The child under the hat sits very still. Monarch rests there for a moment, then flits to some purple weed. She stays and feeds a long time in the butterfly garden before she sets off again, south and west. On a breezy day in October, Monarch feeds beside a wide Texas highway with hundreds of other Monarch butterflies. Cars and trucks whiz and whip by. Suddenly, a gust from a van sweeps her into the road. Monarch flaps hard in the swirling air. A huge truck zooms close and a strong blast of air tosses her high then tumbles her into the grass at the edge of the road. Monarch picks herself up, lifts off, and soon leaves the busy highway behind. Monarch flies on, day after day. Finally, in mid-November, she reaches mountains in south-central Mexico. She finds her way to a forest of trees. There she joins millions of other monarchs to overwinter until spring. They cluster so closely, the trees look as if they might be sprouting butterflies. Monarch finds herself a spot on a tree trunk and clings tight to the bark. She rests all winter long using slight energy. She stirs now and then to bask or to feed, but only when the winter sun warms her enough to flit from her roosting place. Snow falls, storms come and go, a few branches break, but hardy monarch survives. At last, warm spring sunshine comes to the mountain, Then clouds of butterflies lift like smoke puffs from the trees. Monarch, too, stirs, flies, and seeks nectar in early wild flowers. As her strength renews, she flutters and swoops with the others. Sometimes she and a partner swirl high in the sky in a spiraling mating game. Soon the butterflies sense that it is time to head north. Monarch's body is heavy with eggs. 
she stops often to rest and feed. Whenever she finds a milkweed plant, she lays her creamy eggs on its leaves, one tiny egg at a time. When Monarch reaches North Texas, her long journey is over. She is eight months old, very old for a butterfly, and it is time for her life to end. But it's also time for new life to begin. Monarch's eggs will hatch, a few at a time, about a week from the day they were laid. The little caterpillars will eat milkweed for a month, maybe longer. When they become big and fat, they will form chrysalis cases around themselves. Sheltered inside, they will change into new monarch butterflies. The new monarchs will fly north, zipping nectar from flowers, mating and laying their eggs on milkweed plants. All along the way, Eggs will hatch into caterpillars that become butterflies that keep traveling north, leaving their eggs behind. More new butterflies will fly on until, by late August, one of Monarch's great-great-great-grandchildren might begin life in the sunny backyard on Astor Way, just as Monarch did.